And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Also covering for Pat Miller today on News Talk 1190, WOWO, 107.5 FM. We're also live streaming on Rumble. Go to rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Again, it doesn't cost anything, and it helps support the show. All right, we got we to gotta start off with a couple of different things here. This is going to be a busy day, and really the news cycle hasn't slowed down now for about three months. It's been perpetually busy. Everybody is starting to catch up to stuff that I told you years ago. Generally speaking, I'm a couple of weeks out in front of most of the national personalities. Sometimes it pops up to where I am years ahead. We will talk about Pegasus a little bit later on today. Some of you have been longtime listeners remember Pegasus. Some of you who listen to maybe Dan Bongino or some of the other shows today are like, whoa, this Pegasus thing, Casey, and I'm getting the messages. It's like, hey, have you heard this Pegasus thing? I'm like, yeah, I told you about it like four or five years ago. It might have been a little bit less than that because Pegasus is newer uh, than some of the other ones that we've discussed on, on the show. But yes, I am very familiar with Pegasus. We have talked about it before. I'll remind you of what it is a little bit later on and why you should be nervous about it. But it's not just Pegasus. It's everything. There's Prism. There's Stingray. There's several other programs that are out there that uh, will will spy on you. The, the thing about Pegasus is that it's commercially available. That's the thing that should have you uh, even more concerned than, than the other ones. Uh, but first, we got to start off with this judge and the Indiana University case. And, you know, it, this is, you run into this with activist courts a lot. Activist courts do a couple of different things. An activist court will often ignore the law, sometimes ignore the Constitution, just for the sake of ideology or their personal opinion. That's not what the courts are supposed to be. That's unfortunately what they have become. Uh, I used to do a regular segment where I would talk about judges who would let pedophiles off with very easy sentences. And when people would call me and they would ask me, why is that? Why does that happen? Um, most of you know uh, about my background in being involved with uh, with the daughter of a famous adult film star. And with that, I'm not saying this to brag, with that comes knowing a lot of people in that industry, including those who professionally travel to D.C. once or twice a year to engage in clandestine relations with very powerful people in Washington, D.C., and the things that I have heard about unnamed judges that sit in federal courts, I think would make even the, the most fun of you blush. <laughs> um, there's a large segment of criminality in our judicial system. And what ends up happening is oftentimes these judges, these lawyers, they will protect themselves in their circle. And they use themselves as a way to go ahead and and protect one another's back. Now, I'm not saying this just to make accusations. I'm just highlighting that there is an issue with corruption in the judiciary, which I think that most of you understand. Yes, it comes from an activist court, uh, whether it's the Supreme Court, whether it's the the federal courts, whether it's the state courts. It really doesn't matter. Basically, anytime you have a judge that doesn't make a ruling based upon the actual law, but based upon their personal opinion, or if they're trying to protect their friends, sometimes their family, you start having a real issue. And there's just another case here. I used to do this regular report on, on the pedophile thing. There's just another case over the weekend where a judge let a pedophile out of jail. And the reason for that was, was to like protect society. It's the weirdest thing. 
you know, protecting society from a pedophile is, well, killing the pedophile. I, this isn't that, that difficult. Um, I, you know, even, even the staunchest, most religious among you can understand that if you spent five minutes uh, taking a look at, at Scripture and things of that nature. But, again, a lot of people don't. A lot of people want their personal opinion. We see this everywhere, right? In our society, we have facts. Facts are this. You have this data set, okay? This data set, if it conflicts with your preconceived notion of what is true, you ignore the data set. This goes back to that old argument uh, where you can't tell somebody the sky is blue if they want to believe the sky is red. They will consistently tell you the sky is red even if they look up and see that it's blue. They'll tell you it's photoshopped. It is that way about everything. And so in this IU case, now, you need to understand, very basic fact, in the state of Indiana, it is against the law to have a vaccine mandate if you're a public institution. Period. End of story. There is no ifs, ands, buts, exclusions, anything like that. In the state of Indiana, it is against the law if you're a public institution to have a vaccine mandate. That's it. Full stop. We've talked with Todd Rokita about this, the attorney general. It's, it's really plain and simple. If you're a public institution and Indiana University is a public institution, you cannot require a vaccine. Done. Nothing else. Now, when Todd Rokita was making this point and parents were angry and parents were coming to me and parents, I'm sure, were coming to, to Pat and Kayla over there in, in the, uh, the WoWo audience, I'm sure that they were coming to them and going, hey, you know, my kid's going to get kicked off of the team if they don't get a vaccine, but now we have this heart inflammation issue and I'm, I'm not so sure it's worth the risk, especially since in that age group, you are far more likely to die from the flu than COVID. So most people will take the hit from COVID, isolate themselves for, for two weeks, deal with it. It'll be fine. Um, Kayla had a milder issue than I did. Uh, when I had it, it was, you know, it was, I would say mid-grade COVID is, is what I would call it. I was never in any danger. You know, you start running into issues where you, you have... A bunch of people who will just ignore the law for the sake of, oh, well, this is what I think society should do. This is what should be the best thing for society. What? The law says you can't require a vaccine. So when a federal judge, and we have this story at 953mnc.com, I think Wawa has it on their website too. Indiana University has won a court case that could have stopped them from requiring the coronavirus vaccine. The U.S. District Court of Northern District of Indiana in South Bend issued a ruling overnight that denies an injunction um, by at least eight IU students. Now, the ruling from the federal court was affirmed, has affirmed Indiana University's COVID-19 vaccination plan designed for the health and well-being of our students, faculty, and staff, according to the statement. We appreciate the quick and thorough ruling, which allows us to focus on a full and safe return. We look forward to welcoming everyone to our campus for the fall semester. But they're not looking forward to welcoming everybody to their campus, are they? Because some people aren't welcome on campus, right? So as this was happening... And Todd Rokita made this very clear to Indiana University. Hey, Indiana law says point blank. Public institutions can't require this. You know what Indiana University did? They backed off. IU backed off. And here's what IU's compromise was. IU's compromise is, okay, it's illegal to have a vaccine mandate. So we're not going to require you prove you're vaccinated. So here's what we're going to do instead. We're going to harass you with constant testing and we're going to make your life miserable on campus unless you give us proof you're vaccinated, which is a de facto mandate. That's why the lawsuit happened. That's 
The whole reason the lawsuit happened, there were some people when it when it showed up that were con, you know confused, They're like Casey, but IU's backed off of the vaccine mandate. Why is this lawsuit going forward? Because they're going to harass people who are on campus who don't show their papers. That's why. So that's where the lawsuit came in. So now what's going to happen is, I, I, I don't know if Indiana University is going to revert back to what they were doing before, where they're just going to harass a student if you don't prove that you're vaccinated until you finally show them proof, right? It's a form of bullying. It's since we want to, I don't throw that term around lightly. I think most people overuse the term bullying, but if you want to call it bullying, harassment, targeted harassment, whatever it is, if you don't show your papers and get on file as having a vaccine, uh, then you're going to be constantly harassed with testing. Okay? That's a mandate. You're basically saying you prove to us you're vaccinated or we're going to target you. That's a mandate. And that's why the lawsuit happened. Well, now you've got a federal court dismissing Indiana law altogether and saying, yeah, IU can have this mandate, whatever. So IU is going to, you know, either revert back to the targeted harassment campaign or they're going to adjust their rules now to to go forward. But, um, I mean, this is... This is just another example of a court, a judge, just ignoring the law and ruling based on their own personal opinion. Our law is crystal clear, and our law has not been ruled to be unconstitutional and invalidated in any court, which means the law stands and as such should be enforced as written until it is either rewritten, rewritten, repealed, or some court somewhere says that it's unconstitutional and therefore invalid and, and stays it. That's where we're at. So while this did happen, it is a, it is a complete affront to the law, which means now, now because of a federal judge in South Bend, what ha- has to happen is we've got an appeals process, and that's going to cost you, the taxpayer, a heck of a lot more money as Indiana fights for the legitimacy of its own law, which was constitutionally passed. Meanwhile, students faculty, parents, and everybody involved with IU, they've got some choices to make. And those aren't always going to be easy choices. I've talked with a lot of the top athletes, uh, parents, I should say, of the top athletes there. Um, You would be surprised at how many of the top athletes don't want to do this because of the health risks here. And there are more more health risks for college-age people, particularly athletes. There are more health risks in taking the COVID vaccine than there are of getting COVID. So you're requiring them to take a dramatic risk. And is the university in any capacity going to have any responsibility if there is a student, God forbid, that dies or has a serious detrimental reaction to the vaccine? Of course not. IU is going to completely and totally claim some kind of amnesty. OSHA used to say that if you forced your employees or your your anybody attending your, your campus to get the vaccine and then they had an adverse reaction, you're responsible for that. Uh, because this is still experimental. It's not approved. And OSHA kind of walked back that language without reversing that language. So the era of lawsuits has now opened up again. We're going to see these commercials late at night. We're sucking down our bonbons on our couch. We're going to see these commercials. Did you or did a loved one get a COVID vaccine? Did you experience any one of these 150 side effects? Call the law firm of Firm and Firm and we'll give you $2. Telling you, it's coming we got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, also covering for Pat Miller on Newstalk 1190, WoWo 107.5 FM.
Well, I guess since the Olympics started, I have to ask a question, and we'll move on. Do you think Team USA basketball men, do you think them dropping all of their preliminary games was a strategy, or do you think that they're just that bad? They're playing with 9 of 12 guys? What does that mean? Oh, three of them are in the finals. Okay, so they're shorthanded, but they're still playing with the best players in the world, and they're still losing. Okay, all right. <laughs> Josh knows way more about this than I do. But there's, you know, there's a thing in the NFL in preseason where you play very vanilla, and it's all designed for you to hide your actual schemes. And so I'm wondering if that's what's happening. It could just be hubris. The U.S. Olympic team has been embarrassed before because of hubris, so it could happen. It's possible. All right. Um, Casey Hendrickson here. For those of you who don't know, especially in Fort Wayne, I'm filling in for Pat Miller today on News Talk 1190, WoWo, 107.5 FM as well. You're, you're simulcasting in, in all markets here. Um, we just got done talking about the IU thing. And, you know, a bunch of people are, you know, they have questions, you know, about this. And I get that. We'll know in the next couple of days what Indiana University is going to do with the vaccine mandate. Are they going to revert back to the whole, we'll, we'll you know, accept your evidence of being vaccinated and then we'll leave you alone or you don't have to show us proof that you're vaccinated. You don't have to be vaccinated, but we're going to harass you and test you all the time and we'll see. But this ruling would suggest that they can, and a couple of people have commented on this too, would suggest that they can revert back to having a full mandate, which is against Indiana law, which means now there has to be a legal battle on the legality of the law in Indiana, which says if you're a public institution, you can't mandate the vaccine. So we'll see. We will see. Um, but, you know, whatever ends up happening here, it's going to make, you know, one group of people clearly upset. Doesn't matter which side. All right. So now I want to I want to make fun of some people. Because. You've got a situation here. Where Democrats in Texas, right, Democrats in Texas decided that they were going to get up, they were going to walk away, and they were going to run away from their responsibilities on some legislation, okay? Now, this is a parliamentary procedure. I've been over this before. I'm not in the camp of, yes, arrest them. I don't think that the governor has the authority to actually do that. Um, But it's been funny watching them argue about this because everybody is so enraged about it doesn't matter what side you're on i just think it's hysterical but this is the thing we went over an article that i think had probably the best headline of all of last week and that was democrats cheer democrats who violated biden's covid order and that's because all of the texas democrats got on privately chartered airplanes and did not wear masks as required And now multiple Democrats from Texas have COVID. They have tested positive from COVID after they went on the airplane, not masked, and went to Washington, D.C. and went on their little vacations. Now they've got COVID. And I'm not sad about that at all. we got more coming up. 95.3 MNC and 1190. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Once again, I would like to thank R&B Car Company. Locations in South Bend and Warsaw, R&B Car Company are your used car experts. We're streaming live at rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Also uploaded a popular segment from last week that people really wanted me to upload. So that is up there as its own video. If you want to go check that out, rumble.com slash Casey, the host. You can watch this live streaming right now. Okay. So I've had a couple of people reach out to me today 
And I just had some people who joined the show a little bit later today post about this on the live stream. What is this Pegasus thing that Dan Bongino was talking about today? Uh, Pegasus is something I told you about in 2017, in 2018, and 2019. Those are the last records that I have of officially going into topic detail on it. That doesn't mean that I haven't brought it up in passing conversations since then. So there are three programs that I have covered on this show that spy on you or our government programs or, you know, in the case of Pegasus, it's consumer. And that is PRISM and Stingray. Those are government. And then you have Pegasus, which is consumer that the government can use. Now, I'm glad that everybody is finally catching up to me. I think that's great. I wish, unfortunately, that, um, that they would have done this a little bit sooner. But as I've said, we're used to being a couple of weeks ahead of everybody here. It being several years ahead does happen, but far more sparingly. And for those of you out there who want to, you know, complain that I'm patting myself on the back, you know what? I went years and years and years without taking appropriate credit for the stuff that I did. And now a bunch of people who are more famous than I am are famous for things that I gave them information on. So you're just going to have to deal with my ego for just a couple of minutes. So again, I looked back through my, my data. I know that I talked about Pegasus in 2017, 2018, and 2019. They go along with Prism and Stingray. I talk about Stingray more than anything else because it is the most used. Most, um, most well, the FBI is using Stingray. Uh, the, the government is pretending a foreign government is using a Stingray-like device in Washington, D.C. I'm convinced it is actually the FBI that is spying on U.S. citizens and lawmakers and power brokers, lobbyists, and that sort of thing in Washington, D.C. For those of you who don't remember, about a year ago, uh, there was a discovery of the so-called devices. And they weren't just listening devices. They were devices that would, well, make your cell phone think that they were a cell phone tower and they would connect to it. And these are all over Washington, D.C. And when it was discovered, the story was some foreign government, probably Russia, because Donald Trump, some foreign government put these devices all over Washington, D.C. And I, I did the show, and, and the podcast is still up there, by the way. I did the show, I said, time out. I would bet Josh, producer Josh's life savings, that that's the FBI who did it. Somebody caught him, and now they've got to blame a foreign government. Because the device was exactly what Stingray is. And for those of you who don't know, Stingray is used by a large number of police departments in this country. Uh, they are used by the FBI and other intelligence agencies and anything else. It basically pretends to be a cell phone tower, and you connect to it with your cell phone. Your cell phone thinks it's a cell phone tower, and guess what? They can read all of your messages, listen to your phone calls, download any data on you that they want. And it is so secret that they, they will use Stingray data to arrest people, but they will not submit the Stingray data into court as evidence. There have actually been people who have gotten off on the charges because the FBI is refusing to tell them what data Stingray was able to strip because they want to protect the integrity of the program. Pegasus is like a consumer version of that. So this is the article that those of you who heard Dan Bongino today, this is what he was talking about because this is a new article which just uncovers the abuse of Pegasus that has been discovered. It's not that Pegasus is new. Pegasus has been around for a long time. We've been telling you about it for at least four years now. 
Spyware sold to authoritarian regimes used to target activists, politicians, and journalists, according to data. So this is, again, The Guardian. Human rights activists, journalists, and lawyers across the world have been targeted by authoritarian governments using hacking software sold by the Israeli surveillance company NSO Group. Now, somebody be careful, because I think that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is probably hearing about Pegasus for the very first time, and we know how much she doesn't like Jewish people. So be, be aware. The anti-Semitic, anti-Israel stuff is going to hit full force. That's how they're going to try it and spin this. The investigation by The Guardian and 16 other media organizations suggests widespread and continued abuse of NSO's hacking spyware Pegasus, which the company insists is only intended for use against criminals and terrorists. Now, again, anything that is um, designed to be used against criminals and or terrorists can be used against anybody. See the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act is only supposed to deal with terrorists. The Patriot Act is never used for terrorists. Number one crime Patriot Act is used for. Josh, go. Number one crime. What do they use the Patriot Act for? No, he's here. Uh, not terrorists. He just he didn't even hear me say that it wasn't used for terrorism. No, drug crimes. He's over there working. I interrupted him intentionally. No, uh, the Patriot Act, which is only supposed to be used for terrorists, is used for drugs. It's almost never used for terrorism-related cases. It is almost always used for drug cases. Well, that's not what it was designed for. So, <laughs> that's, I, don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you. Is this where I tell you that the Republicans sold you a bill of goods or that the Democrats also sold you a bill of goods when they pretended to be against the bill of goods the Republicans sold and then they strengthened the bill of goods when they were in power and now Republicans are once again using those bill of goods, which have I not said, Josh, have you heard in the short time you've been here? Have you not heard me say that it's the political class against all of us? Okay. Just so you understand. Bush wanted net neutrality. Liberals hated it. Obama wanted net neutrality. Liberals loved it. Guess what? It's bad. It doesn't matter who proposes it. It doesn't matter who is behind it. It is bad. Net neutrality is bad. Patriot Act is bad. Okay. And I was one of those early on too, where I read the Patriot Act. I was reading through it. I'm like, there's protections in here. Here's what I didn't understand at the time, being a naive young radio host who used to be in the military. The FISA court was going to be abused. My naive youth thought the FISA court was going to be the check and balance on the Patriot Act. It's not. We saw how that planned out in the, the fake Trump-Russia collusion nonsense. Pegasus is a malware that infects iPhones and Android devices. Yes, you Apple fanboys, your devices can be hacked by Pegasus. Your devices have also already been hacked by Pegasus. If you own an iPhone, congratulations, Pegasus has hacked your phone. No, okay, yes, it has. Even after the whole celebrity iCloud thing, there's still people running around going, I have an iPhone because it can't get hacked. There's still people who say it. Do you know how many naked celebrities got exposed because of the iCloud hack? You know, iCloud is for iPhones. Last I checked, right? And that's I with like a little I, not E-Y-E. -E. That's little I, like, you know, Apple. <clears throat> the leak contains a list of more than 50,000 phone numbers that it is believed have been identified as those of people of interest by clients of NSO since 2016. So 2016... I told you about it in at least 2017. Maybe I told you about it in 2016, but my the, the plugin I used for my website back then for my daily show prep is no longer used, and I lost a bunch of stuff. So I told you about this pretty early on. 
And I'm glad that everybody else is talking about it now, but they have a lot of catching up to do to get to me on this. Forbidden Stories, a Paris-based nonprofit media organization and Amnesty International initially had access to the leaked list and shared access with media partners as a part of the Pegasus Project, according to a reporting uh, consortium. The presence of a phone number in the data does not reveal whether a device was infected with the Pegasus or subject to an attempted hack. However, the consortium believes the data is indicative of the potential targets NSO's government clients identified in advance of possible surveillance attempts. Now, again, this is a this is a piece of software that is available on the open market. And people are buying it, including governments. Yes, it was developed by the Israelis. Who did the FBI go to when they wanted the San Bernardino terrorist iPhones opened and Apple wouldn't give them a master key? Who did they go to? Anybody remember? The Israelis. Who in Israel? NSO. What does NSO do? Manufactures Pegasus. Get it? Now, why did they do that? Why did the FBI go to the Israelis to hack into the San Bernardino terrorist iPhones? Why did they do that? Apple offered to break into the phones. Apple said, we will break into the phones for you. Bring us the phones and we will break them. And the FBI said, okay, we'll let you break them, but we have to have agents in there observing how you do it. And Apple said, no. Remember when the FBI and the government wanted a master key to get into everybody's iPhone? Remember that? Apple said no. And they deserve some credit for that. But the reality is, the reality is, this is what has been used as a way to get around the manufacturer to gain access to your phones. Now, you just had the DNC, what, last week, the end of the week before, come out and say, we want cell phone companies to monitor everybody's personal text messages for vaccine misinformation. Okay, a lot of those cell phone companies are not going to be willing to do that. Who might make some software that would be willing to do that? Anybody? Could that be NSO? who manufactures Pegasus? Something that's freely available on the market? Is that possible? Could be. Then you've got PRISM, government program. You've got Stingray, government program. I keep trying to tell everybody. And I know this still comes up, and I know it's usually mostly a joke, but stop worrying about the little grain of rice microchip from a vaccine. That's not a thing, Okay. It's not a thing. It's, it's not something that is actually done. Yes, people do inject those things into their body, but they do it voluntarily as a, as a thing for their work. But that is not what is happening with the vaccines. They don't need it. They don't need that. And I guess the next question is, will some of these alternative cell phones protect you from this? Probably not. Got more coming up. 95.3 MNC and 1190. 107.5 FM. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I'm going to take you back to Kaspersky Daily, okay? Kaspersky, um, for some reason, because, you know, Russia, uh, they've been smeared in the last couple of years, but Kaspersky, for many, many years, was acknowledged in the IT field, of which I came from, uh, as being the best antivirus software in the world. Uh, there are years where it is less effective than it usually is, um, but... You know, because of Kaspersky and the fact that it's in Russia and everything else, there's this giant um, fear because of it. So this is 
2017 or 2018. I don't remember the exact date. But the title, and again, this is coming from a security firm about Pegasus. Pegasus, the ultimate spyware for iOS and Android. The most sophisticated attack ever seen on any endpoint. This modular spyware lurks on Android and iOS. Uh, again, we have discovered that this has been used against, I'll just call them high-value targets in 45 different countries. And various governments have used Pegasus against those high-value targets. So this is not... This is not just a bunch of dorky teenagers running around and messing with people's pictures and posting photos of, of nude people on the Internet. This is a very serious security threat. Apple iPhone and iPad users usually believe they are safe. There's no malware for iOS, they say. That, by the way, has never been true. Apple does little to discourage the impression the fruit company doesn't even allow antivirus solutions in its app store because, you know, allegedly they're not needed, which, again, is nonsense. Uh, the keyword here is allegedly. There's actually there actually is malware in the wild that targets iOS users. It's been proved a number of times, and in August of 2016, researchers proved it again by revealing the existence of Pegasus spyware capable of hacking any iPad or iPhone, harvesting data about the victim, and establishing surveillance on them. So again, Pegasus doesn't just steal your info; it can spy on you. It turns your phone into a surveillance device. It can turn the camera on. It can turn the speakers on. It can record you. It does does all of that. It is a one-stop solution. Now, I want you to think about this from an intelligence as, as, uh, well, aspect, from an intelligence point, whatever, standpoint. If you're an intelligence agency, throughout the ages, one of the most difficult things for you to do was to get eyes and ears in a room of your target. That is no longer a problem. They used to have to get people out of the room and they would have to go in. They would have to wiretap everything. They would have to do all of this stuff without getting noticed, right? The old spy craft in the 1960s, Cold War stuff. They don't have to do that anymore. Then they developed these things that would allow you to go and just listen through a wall with a little like mini dish, right? Uh, then they started developing countermeasures for that. What is the best way to spy on people? Now, in many countries in the world right now, you talk to anybody who works in intelligence, they will tell you this. In many countries, the moment you land in that country, you are targeted because of who you are. So if you're an American going to, oh, I don't know, China, right? The moment you land, guess what? They are in your cell phone and they are monitoring you. It's just how it is. I'm just using China as an example, but I have no doubts that I'm, I'm being accurate here. But if you talk to any intelligence operative, and, and there's even shows about this that are documentaries on, on Netflix and everything else that kind of highlight this stuff, they will tell you in certain countries, you know, just because you're an American, the moment you're there, they are in your cell phone and monitoring you. So you never take your real cell phone when you visit those countries. Never do that. Always leave your real cell phone behind. Take a burner with you. Well, this is essentially it. The best piece of spyware that you can get, the best, the best spy craft that you can have, as an intelligence agency, or even as law enforcement, depending on the legalities, is to be able to just turn somebody's own cell phone on. You have everything you need, and you don't need to spend anything other than the software. More coming up.